Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, Jeff Cohn here with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders and broker owners across the country, discussing specifically how to scale a successful real estate business. I have two great guests on the show today and friends of mine, Mr. Prashant Venka and Danny Burgess. And I'm excited to get into the successes that they're having. Um, last year, they did over $75 million in volume in the San Francisco Bay Area. This year, they're on track to do over $125 million, despite the fact that we are in the midst of a shifting market due to COVID-19. Welcome to the podcast today, gentlemen. What's up, man? How are you? What's up, Jeff? Good to hear from you. Well, let's get into this. I know we talked beforehand about some of the different ways you guys are surviving um, these very different times. Obviously, nobody's ever seen this before. A lot of us are working from home, and I found there's two camps of people. One camp is the one that puts their head in the sand and says, hey, it's COVID. I'm just going to binge watch all my old favorite TV shows, and I'm not going to work out, and I'm not going to meditate, and I'm not going to work. And I'm just going to be lazy. The government gave me permission. They're even paying me to do it. Then there's another camp that looks at this as an opportunity, an opportunity to get healthier, to get fitter, both mentally and physically, and to make sure that our business is set up for success come the end of Q2, the beginning of Q3, once everything passes. I know which camp you guys are in, but I'd like the focus of our call today to be talking specifically to some of the areas you feel like you guys are flourishing, things that you're doing right, so that you are positioning yourself to hit that 125 million by the end of 2020. Danny, why don't you take us and uh, walk us through the typical day of Danny? Yeah, thanks, man. Um, so, uh, you know, when the when the shelter in place first hit, we were actually the first place in the country that that we were, was ordered to shelter in place back on March 17th. Um, uh, the first week was a little weird. It was a little funky because we are quite um, uh, active inside of our office. So our team does go into the office and, and we are productive together. Um, so it took a little bit of adjusting. And, and even for myself, I've never been in this position. You know, I've only been in real estate for six years. So I, I, I've never been in a shifting market. I, I've never encountered anything like this. So even my mindset took a little bit of time to kind of gear up and say, hey, you know, this is the time to shine. Um, with that being said, uh, I, I've never been more disciplined in my schedule than in the last week and a half, two weeks, just in terms of um, waking up. Um, I know Prashant kind of inspired me a bit to, to just expand my morning routine a bit, my, my personal morning routine. So, um, you know, I'm doing heavy meditation, uh, breathing exercises. I'm running every single day, uh, which I didn't have the time for before. And, and now all of a sudden I've created time. And so it's been a, it's been a great thing for mindset. Um, like you said, there's two different camps and I've never seen a market where those two camps are going to be more and more kind of identifying you know, that that gap is going to start to widen. And, you know, I just want to make sure that we're on the right side of that of that gap. And so we're just we're just churning, we're, we're being super productive throughout the day. I'm working on all kinds of weird skill sets that I never thought I, I, I'd be looking into. But it's been fun. And I'm just trying to stay productive and active. Cool. Prashant, how about for you? 
Yeah, I think it's um, the first week was kind of rough because I'm a creature of habit, all of us are. So I kind of lost my mojo. Um, you know, even going back to ha uh, college and high school, I studied for better when I was in a library, for example, you know. So I just prospected better and I did better uh, with my work tasks when everyone else around me was in a work uh, setting. So, you know, I'm like you, I travel a ton. So even when I travel, I have a WeWork membership. So I go into WeWork, surround myself with people that are working and try to go kick their ass, right? So um, the first week was kind of tough, uh, but what I ended up doing is uh, set up my second bedroom as a home office, right? I went and got my monitor. I got my standing desk from the office. And then like Danny said, um, I really, really took the opportunity to expand my morning routine. So I've been, I've ne I never got a chance to be able to do this when in, in my previous life before COVID, but now I've been doing like 5.30 to 9.30 is my complete private personal time. Right. So like 530 to like 630, I'm doing uh, Peloton and I've got about 20 friends. Um, so if you any of you guys listening want to do if you have Peloton and want to hit me up, uh, get my handle. It's tequila and cash flow. Um, <laughs> so um, hit me up. And then after that, I've been doing some meditation, reading. I've taken a new course on commercial real estate and how to do analysis on commercial properties on uh, lynda.com, which is a LinkedIn. Um, training set right and um, outside of that picked up a lot of uh, new books i'm finishing a new audible a week um and then danny turned me on to this breathing exercise so um i'm, I'm a lot like you jeff and like danny my my mind goes thousand miles an hour so the meditation is really cool to try well it's funny Prashant. I, I know both of you really well and Prashant and i even had the opportunity to live together in vietnam for a few weeks on a like adventure trip back in 2017. And I know that all three of us are extroverts and we're not set up to be caged. And I'm, you know, I think it's a big challenge. And I know a lot of people listening to this are geared up the same way um, and it's a struggle. And so how we see, you know, what we choose to do every day, every hour, every minute, the way we handle this mentally is going to make a huge difference in the results we see in our businesses at the end of Q2, early Q3. And there are the two camps. And I started this call off um, for anyone that, that um, wants to know, when I first got on with these guys for 30 minutes before we recorded the podcast, I said, how are you doing living in captivity? Because none of us are used to it. And so I wanted to kind of give everybody some ideas of things that they could do. And I think you guys ran through some great lists there. I know a book um, that a lot of you have read, and we've talked about it before, is Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning. And a lot of the things that you talked about already are uh, applicable to his savers, which is the six best activities for highly productive people to do to get their day started right. So I know all of us don't want to come out of this and look back and say, what should I have done? And none of us know what we should be doing. But I think independent of where the economy goes, and there's doom and gloom sayers out there, there always have been, COVID will pass. Even an economic shift passes. That's the whole point. It shifts every 10 to 15 years. And it will pass. I'm guessing and hoping um, that it's going to be a very temporary shift that we'll see I think we'll see a Q3 that should have been a Q2. So everything's just going to get pushed back 90 days. And so it's going to be interesting. People that wanted to take their houses to market, and this is applicable to the Midwest and to the coast, people that expected they'd probably list their home, you know, March, April, May, they will be listing June, July, August. A lot of people think all the houses sell in the summer. The truth is that homes typically sell in the first, at the end of the first quarter, early second quarter, and you see all the people moving in the summer. Now you're going to see a lot of people take their homes to market in the summer. And then they're going to wait and they're going to move in right before school starts or even within a couple of weeks of school starting. So what's interesting, in my opinion, and I'd love you guys each to weigh in on this mentality. 
What I think we're going to see is that buyer demand will stay equal to what it was before. And with interest rates the lowest they've ever been, and there's, there's rumors that they'll even go lower, people are going to want to buy a house, but there's not going to be homes for them to buy because no one's taking their home to market. And so when everyone talks about a shift, they're expecting the shift means a depreciation like in 2008. I would guess in most places, and this isn't applicable to all, in most places, we're actually gonna see the opposite take place where home values are gonna actually go up because of supply and demand. Economics 101 would tell you when the supply is low, demand goes up, prices go up. And I think we're gonna see that. So what, is, what have you guys seen up to this point? I know, um, I don't know that you said real estate's essential. I think in California, it is not. So you can't be selling right now. Is that true? No, it, 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 it is essential. Um, okay. we, we, were, we were deemed essential, I think about 10 days ago. Okay, I haven't um, heard that yet. I have um, I have some some uh, some points I agree with you. Um, our market is very very different than your your market. Um, yep. We ha we're in the heart of Silicon Valley, so our our, our clients are really tied to the stock market. Um, uh, you know, a, a lot of our guys, ninety percent of them have big chunks of money. You know, uh, in in their companies that they're working for. So our, our main office is four minutes from the main Apple headquarters, right? That big spaceship you guys have seen on Google. That's where our office is right next door to that. Facebook is 10 minutes away. Google is 15 minutes away, right? So we're, we're really tied to the stock market in our market and, and our price points are also quite high. Um, what I believe is going to happen here is you're correct that, that, most homes are lagging. And so we're anemic in our months of inventory already. So we're, we float around two to two to four weeks of inventory in any given city in our market. So it's a really, really tight market already. What I believe is happening is sellers are holding off and there's going to be a flood of inventory actually when the shelter in place is, is um, lifted, which will then drive down price in our market. Um, because of the supply and demand that you mentioned, I believe our inventory is actually going to rise um, mm -hmm. uh, substantially because you're going to have the homes that were already coming to market and then the homes that have been waiting, 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 now going to market at the same time. Um, if you piggyback that with any of these guys who are taking uh, advantage of the forbearance on their mortgages, um, you know, they could end up being in trouble in, in, in three to six months as well. So there's a lot of moving pieces. I think the best way that we can describe it, I heard it a couple of days ago, um, was we just saw an A-bomb go off about 10 miles away. And we're all just kind of looking at it. And we don't know what the, what the uh, actual significance is going to be to us just yet. So I think we're all just kind of uh, waiting to see what, what, what the reaction is going to be. I, I'm hoping for the best and preparing for the worst. Right. And um, what, What's interesting like, about this bomb is it's not an A-bomb because we all know what's going to happen with an A-bomb. It's like yeah. a question mark bomb. It's a question mark bomb. And, and it's and being to told it. it's a bomb by the media. But sure. a lot of people I've talked to, and I've talked to hundreds, if not thousands, um, including coaching calls, a lot of people aren't feeling the impact except for the government choices. And I've told you we're not going to get political. Um, but the impact everyone's feeling is mostly that I've seen is based on the government. I know this isn't applicable to every city. Major metropolitan areas are being impacted sure. heavily by COVID. But a lot of the Midwestern states are isolated. And so the biggest challenge they're facing is the fact that the government has closed down all business and the COVID, yeah. it hasn't. If you go look at the, the studies on the CDC, COVID hasn't ran rampant yet um, in the Midwest. When this one airs, maybe it will have gotten crazy by then. Hopefully it hasn't. Yep. But 
it's interesting to see the entire country takes the same stand in terms of how they've responded to it, independent of actually what's happening on the ground in terms of people that have contracted the virus. And we don't know, though, to your it's point. Weird. It's a question I love mark the bomb. question mark. I love the question mark bomb. I'm going to use that moving forward on all my videos. I love it. Yeah. So the question everyone asks, Prashant, and then we'll get into you. Um, the question everyone always asks me is, well, what should I do now? And I think the first answer is do what Prashant and Danny are doing. Start your day differently than you ever have. Danny made the comment, he never had time. Um, I'll call you out, Danny, and say, you never made time. It's funny. You said, I never had time, and now I'm making time for it. You just sure. had to make time for it before. So no one has the excuse. Yep. Everybody can have a miracle 100%. morning. We have to protect our time. We time block for that. And I think that we can start great practices now of things we always made excuses we didn't have time for. No one's going to have that excuse anymore. You know, Prashant didn't make an excuse. He couldn't ride his bike outside. He just went and bought a Peloton. And I think they're probably back ordered now. I've heard a lot of workout equipment is like two to three weeks back ordered from a lot of companies. But we, let's not make excuses. Let's take this as an opportunity. But Prashant, what's your feelings on everything I said? And then I'd love to discuss and pivot a little bit into how do we take advantage of the situation that we're in. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I agree with you on the mindset. I also agree with you on that inventory is going to get backed up. And as Danny had said, on valuations, especially for the Bay Area, I do think it's going to uh, get adjusted a tiny bit. And I also do think, um, you know, the biggest thing for high-priced uh, markets like ours, um, including LA and New York, Miami, and all the coasts, what I would suggest is, you know, we've been reaching out to all of the buyers that we've had in our database in the last five years and said, hey, listen, the, the houses that you, we were getting outbid on and the deals that we couldn't get you for the last five years, we're going to get you deals now. So are you interested in jumping back in? We've also got historically low interest rates, right? So the easiest mind shift, the way that we're coaching our team and everyone that asks us for advice is really simple. It's going to go from a seller's to a buyer's market. Really that simple. So, you know, you, and then, you know, even with the sellers just staying out in front of it and saying, guys, do we need to sell? At what price point would you say, hey, I'd rather just keep the property or maybe rent it out or just live here for a little bit longer, right? Mm -hmm. Going out and make, having those conversations because if not an average listing uh, that a doors advisors uh, uh, team takes on, we spend somewhere between six and $8,000 in marketing. So we really don't want to go spend that money if the seller's not going to be really realistic. Um, on selling it and adjusting to whatever the values are going to come. So, right. you know, it's addressing the elephant in the room with sellers and then really targeting buyers, I think is really, really awesome for us. And then in regards to, uh, you know, if you guys, everyone that's listening to this, if you want a few ideas on who to target for sellers, a great, great, great idea right now is probably looking up everyone on Airbnb and uh, reaching out, looking up who, who the title owners are for that and reaching out to them. because. You know, in the past couple of years, a lot of these uh, uh, owners ended up buying Airbnbs to arbitrage, right? So uh, to make some positive cash flow. Now with uh, COVID and um, uh, the travel industry and the discretionary spend going down, I think that uh, arbitrage is going to go away. So if you cannot yep. put a long-term tenant and make a cash flow, those are going to be very, very motivated sellers. So yep. be the first ones out there, right? So. In this time of basically panic, uncertainty, and fear, there's going to be a lot of your competition that just aren't doing anything. So all you got to do is pick up the phone, make sure you're in the right mental and emotional state, and then being there for your people, I think you're going to gain market share through the roof. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that was perfectly said. I had actually brought this up on our high-level Thursday 
team leader coaching call with Elite Real Estate Systems. And everyone was asking, you know, what are we going to do? What's the next play? And I said, it's all, I've, I'm poised personally um, with my real estate company and all my other ancillaries, including my investment company for a shift, shifting market. I don't think this will be a shift like 2008. This event will be more like 9-11. Um, sure. where we all we can recover within six months. So I think your your clients you reference in the Bay Area that are tied to the stock market, I think they're going to be okay. Luckily, you mentioned a lot of tech companies. Hopefully, they own a lot of investments that are tech-related. A lot of the tech companies are doing well. Um, but what I wanted to say was I'm with you 100%, Prashant, and that is I'm, I'm actually recording this episode from Kauai. And I'm in a resort where there's no tourists. And I'm in an area where there's no tourists. And there's norm normally 40,000 tourists on island so what do you do if you had bought the second home and your plan was to yeah. VRBO it 95% of the time and get money to cover your mortgage payment? Now at home, you're not covering your mortgage payment. All your rentals, you're not covering. No one's going to your Airbnb, home away, VRBO. Um, and then if you have renters, because I own about 70 doors in Omaha, they're not wanting to make their mortgage payment. So I, I'm 100% in alignment with you where normally it was hard to find a property that's a vacation property or a first time pri uh, buyer price point, which in Nebraska is like the 175 to 175,000. I know Barry is probably what, four to 600,000. But 1. in any case, 1 million. is the first time buyer price point? For Santa Clara uh, County, yeah. Uh, you guys, that kills me. That's amazing. <laughs> so what I think we're going to see is it's going to flip flop. Um, I think the opportunities are going to be in that first time buyer price point. But the, that next price point, to your point, Danny, I agree with you. It's going to be a huge spike in listings, which is going to drive prices down. We're going to see more de decline than ever in the higher price point. So I'll be I'll be curious to watch how it all plays out. Yeah, and we really that, have no we really have no idea. We're you know, and, and we only have a certain amount of listings on the market right now. So we're 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 just getting a lot of information from our colleagues and you know our current listings, the ones that are up in the two and million and above mark, um, they are getting hit right. The buyers that are looking at those homes are dummies. They're like, hey, there's they smell the blood, and mm -hmm. they're 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 you know. Even our buyers are asking us, hey, how low can we go on this instead of how high do we need to go to get it, right? So the, the questions are changing. The conversations are changing. Um, like Prashant said, though, from our perspective, nothing changes except the fact that we just need to grind harder, talk to more people, uh, and, and install, instill confidence in, in our, the agents on our team. And that's really I love it. I love it. Well, hey, guys, there's never enough time. This has been a great episode. We'd love to get you back on in six months from now. And we'll see how well we did with our predictions of where the shifting market was going to go, what that question mark bomb was going to cause in question our businesses. Mark bomb. Absolutely stay safe out there. Um, if anyone has a referral for you, which a lot of people in our network, I'm sure will, what's the best way they can get in contact with you? Yeah, so uh, look us up. It's Prashant at DoorsAdvisors.com. And then it's Danny at DoorsAdvisors.com. Uh, you can look me up on Facebook, Instagram, um, Zillow wherever. And then if you mention that uh, elite real estate systems, we're going to go above and beyond and take care of you guys and do more than the 25. We'll do the 30% referral. So please do make sure you put that in an email or when you reach out to us. So, um, you know, we really respect everyone that uh, listens to your uh, podcast and part of this tribe. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you, Sean. I appreciate that. Thank you, Dan. Find me, uh, find me on Instagram, travel underscore real estate underscore magnet. Um, a lot about travel, a lot about real estate. So uh, look forward to meeting you guys. Yeah, both these guys are very well traveled. So if you ever want advice on that, definitely reach out to them. Um, and then Prashant's Peloton handle, I believe, was tequila for cash. Tequila <laughs> and cash flow. Oh, tequila and cash flow. I was close. <laughs> I, 
I am not I'll get some tequila for cash goes in the wrong, wrong, wrong <laughs> bro. Um, and I will remind anyone and everyone listening that hasn't already heard this. We would love for you to be a part of our agent training program. We're actually offering the first two months for free. While most uh, coaching companies have discounted their prices steeply, we just decided to make it free. There's no small print. The first two months are 100% free of charge. And then the team leader group coaching product, which is normally a thousand a month, we're waiving 50% of the first three months, which is a $1,500 value. So now more than ever, we should be buckling down like as you guys are exercising both our minds, souls, and bodies. And a great way to be able to grow as an agent and as a leader is to join some type of a coaching organization, be it Elite Real Estate Systems or MAPS Coaching or wherever uh, you guys feel comfortable. I would recommend if you have never done it, this would be the best time to do it. There's tons of discounts out there. If you want to learn more about our program, it's EliteRealEstateSystems.com. Go learn more about our team leader coaching product, which gives all your agents unlimited training for free in a virtual setting, which is going to keep them safe now more than ever. I know that a lot of people are wanting that. So thank you guys again. This was a great episode. A lot of great takeaways here. Um, some speculation and we will know at the end of this year how things ended up going. Yep. Sweet. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Jeff. Right, 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 right.